This is Julia Sotis, and you're listening to A Different Reality. What else is possible beyond this reality that you haven't yet chosen? everyone. Welcome to A Different Reality. I'm your host, Julia Sotis Mattis, and um, it is a chilly, rainy day here in South Carolina, and I am joined by a very special friend of mine, a very amazing guest, uh, Susanna Mittermeier, who is joining us from her home in the country of Austria. So welcome, Susanna. Thank you so much, Julia. <laughs> um, so so Susanna and I were just talking before we we you know got on the show and um one thing that that I really love about the way that you do things Susanna and I know that um it's been a journey for you and you've learned so many different things along the way um but but you've really created an amazing business and an amazing but not just the business but your approach to it is is so different than other people's and so um I was hoping we could talk about that today and just get a little bit of an insight as to some of the things that you've done and the choices that you've made to, to create that. That is so funny. You know, when you say that, um, I have never considered myself as that. And I think that's one of the things, that, you know, um, cause you know, I've never learned anything about business. You know, the profession that I learned was to become a psychologist and a therapist and uh, I've never gone to business school or any kind of business education, which probably I could be grateful for, I must say, because, yeah. um, you know, like when you have a profession, you have learned so much about it. So I've learned about, a lot about how people function and how you do to, you know, whatever you need to do to inspire them to change. And uh, so I have learned a lot of reference points about that profession. So. Um, to create something different, I had to let go of those reference points that I learned at university about that part um, to find out what I know about it. So not having studied anything about business is in that case, something that I learned to be grateful for because I had no reference points. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I used to be employed, like, you know, normal full-time job first in child oncology and later in, you know, psychiatry. And that's, that was amazing. You know, it's very comfortable, <laughs> which you don't know when you are employed, you know, when you're employed, you know, when you're employed, you go, oh my God, I have to go to work again. Oh, it's Monday, Tuesday, so long until the weekend, um, which I also learned tools to enjoy my employment, by the way which if you want, I can share later. Um, but um, the, the, business, the business part is something that came later as I you know, created something different with psychology and uh, started to do workshops around it. So I never intended to even create a business. I was like, you know, happy being employed. I just knew something has to change. And so, um, you know, what do you do? You know, you, you do your own thing, you know, you, you start your business because that's what you have to do in, you know, when you do workshop stuff and everything like that or conferences. And so, but I had no idea how that worked. So I just, you know, basically jumped into this whole adventure without any reference points. All I had at hand 
was questions, you know, like now what, like, okay, what, like, I don't even know what business is like the business reference points I had to business was um, playing shopkeeper when I was 10 years old or eight years or something. <laughs> I was basically, you know, like, yeah, that was business education. So, which, which is, which was fun, you know, because it, it had this joy of, you know, I remember I had this little, little, I don't know, in English, this wooden thing, you know, and I had these small little, you know, I had washing powder, I had some food cans, I had like little things. And then I, you know, I sold, sold quite good, you know, because I guess I was pretty charming already when I was a child, I guess, you know, who knows, or people felt sorry for me, I don't know, but it worked anyway, you know, so... <laughs> Oh my God, I so remember. I love to play shopkeeper. And my sister and I would play restaurant for hours. And one of us would be the patron and the other would be the waitress. And we would go back into the, the, into the kitchen, which was behind our grandma's couch. We would be cooking behind our grandma's couch and bring out the food. Oh, it was fun. And that's the element, you know, it's the fun and the, the non-significance and the, oh, you know, and then later, you know, it was like, I remember when I started with my business, I'm like, oh my God, you know, back in the days, I have an email account. Wow. I'm like, I'm so grown up. I have a computer. Oh my God. I get to type on it. I'm typing on my computer. I'm actually writing an email. Oh my God. Like it's getting to a person who's going to read it and they're going to answer. Oh, you know, like it, it was this this, you know, this play fun, I'm gonna, you know, play business. And, um, and that's, that's how I, you know, I didn't even have a web page. Uh, I didn't even know what Facebook was or Instagram. And uh, the way that everything was created was, yeah, by the element of joy. And also, you know, by talking with people and by people like, you know, I did classes and then people said, oh my God, that's amazing. Can you come to that place? And then, you know, it was just like from one person to the next. And uh, I guess that's old school business, but it works. And uh, yeah, times have changed, but I guess this old school way of creating is still amazing. You know, like we have times of so-called social distancing and everything is online and virtual and but we're still people, you know, we still have bodies and we still love to engage with each other. We still like to talk. And uh, as we do now, you know, on the podcast and, yep. and that's an element of engagement that is for me, a big part of creating, creating and creating business and inspiring people. So um, yeah. So I'm, I'm a bit surprised that you, that you call me out on that element of business. Um, but yeah, that's like, that's what I can say about it for now. <laughs> oh, awesome. Because honestly, what it is, it's just, you, you just, and that's what all, I was listening to a call yesterday and, and Gary was saying, you know, is there anybody who's created a million dollar business who's not crazy? <laughs> and the answer was no. <laughs> Everybody who creates a million dollar business is crazy. And it's like, it's like, Oh, I just love the example of playing shopkeeper because <laughs> that is so an element that I want to bring into my business and the way that mm. I do it now. It's so, that is so the generative. Oh, and I would love for you to talk about the generative energy too, but that is so the generative energy 
that makes things work in my business when I do it without even realizing and like you're like I oh the other game that we used to play um was vacation getaway center so like a travel agent so like a travel agency so my sister would wear this um you know this thing where you put it on your ear and then it has this microphone like a pop star that goes to your mouth (laughs) (laughs) so my sister would put that on and then she would go my parents had when my sister was 11 she saved up this money for many birthdays and bought a laptop uh and so she would put this thing on and then type like fake typing on the laptop (laughs) and she'd say she'd say vacation getaway center how can I help you And she would book me on all kinds of trips everywhere around the world. She she was aware of the future. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of that. You're right. (laughs) That's so true. Oh, my gosh. And just thank you for reminding me of that element. It is so fun. And it's Mm -hmm. so what makes things work. And then, you know, there are times when it's not fun, um, like when, like after, after a while of creating business, I had a, uh, I had this phase of where it's not fun. And I'm like, you know, at first I didn't even notice um, that I didn't have fun. But then when I noticed, then I'm like, what is this? What, where's the fun, you know? And uh, so I realized I started to, you know, I started to try to be efficient, and I, I like I had this thing of, you know, this stress of okay, I have five minutes where I have nothing to do, <gasps> something is wrong. Um, I can't just relax. I have to fill it with with something that I have to do. So I make sure things are actually moving along. Like I notice not trusting that you know you can actually relax and things just come to you. All of life comes to you with ease and joy and glory. So I asked a bunch of questions like, okay, so who does this belong to? who am I being? And I'm like, oh gosh, I slipped into this whole, like when you do something um, like business or becoming a mom or whatever, and it's new, you know, like how you after a while slip into this role of whatever that is. And that's what I noticed that I did. I was, you know, slipping into this role of a business person. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be busy. I'm supposed to be stressed. I'm supposed to, you know, uh, you know, worry about, you know, doing enough and, getting enough done and I'm like okay no goodbye not Mm -hmm. doing that that's not me so everything that that is you know back to wherever it comes from and so I'm like so if I would be totally me here in business what would I do so um, anytime I would start to stress again I'm like okay who does this belong to who am I being and what can I choose now that more matches who I am and then yeah. I started to go, you know, to the playground, you know, swing in the thingy lingy, whatever it's called that you yeah. swing in English. And then, um, or, you know, go to the zoo or the park or go horseback riding. And that changed everything, you know, like this element of oh, that. And I got so many ideas again, you know, from, from, from all these activities. So that helped a lot too, this, this you know. And now... I am so proud for the, you know, capacity to relax. I feel like relaxation is seldom something that people would talk about as a capacity, uh, but it is, you know, it's like the, cause you need to trust, you need to trust that relaxation is actually where you are open for the whispers of possibilities where you're actually 
you know, engaged with your body enough to, to know what's required in every moment. And business is not just the business that you create, like the emails you write, the people you work with, the projects you create, like your whole life is your business. So engaging with your whole life, engaging with your whole body, relaxing into everything is, is a big part of um, like the pragmatics of creation. It's just like, it's something that I realized works way better than the efficiency that I tried to, to make real for so long. <laughs> totally, totally. It's, it's so funny, like, you know, when we're really being us and, and creating things in a way that work, it, it, it is so not, so not normal, so not this serious business. It's like when things are working, it really is from the play, which is the opposite of what what we've been taught and I like what you said about you had to unlearn so much of what you learned in university uh, yeah. in order to actually have fun and create yeah yeah like the like my role was psychology and psychotherapist and I mean that was something that I tried to a little bit at least I tried to to adapt that role and I realized even with that occupation like first I was all excited. Oh my God, you know, wow. Well, now I get to actually do what I learned in reality. And then as I tried to be like one is supposed to be when one is a, whatever it is in my case, psychologist and so on. Um, I'm like, oh, wow. It's getting so heavy. It's like, I have no, like I was so bored. I was not having fun again and then uh, anymore. And then, um, I I'm like again there I'm like who am I being oh okay I'm being like everybody else I'm trying to fit a, fit into a role and then okay so what is my way of being a psychologist what what do I add to this that no one else knows that I uniquely know and that is a question that I highly recommend everybody asking you know because most of us slip into a role of being a mother being a parent being a family member being a whatever profession uh, being a not business person, being a business person. And, and then, okay, then you, we have the choice to, once we are becoming aware of it and we see it, we're like, okay, wait a second. What am I going to choose? Am I going to do this, like fitting into this role? Or am I going to ask a question? If I would be me, what would I be here? What do I uniquely know about being a mother, being a business person, being a whatever that nobody else knows and then the game starts <laughs> oh that's so brilliant so can you talk about you know the generative energy like i i just i love the the concept of like because everything you're describing is really talking about being the generative energy um like that energy that brings things into existence or these amazing ideas we have um can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, yes, I mean, it's, it's like, if, if we take nature as an example, um, nature is always generative. It doesn't even know how to not be generative. And that's the same with us. It's like, we are, all of us are naturally generative. Um, 
It's just that most of us have never acknowledged it. We know how to not we know how to not be generative. Right. (laughs) And we know how to judge and we know how to judge ourselves. And and the moment we go into, oh my God, I'm wrong. I didn't do this enough. I didn't do this good enough. Or that's where we kill the generative energy that we naturally naturally are. It's it's where we work against us so diligently. Um, but it's like nature would never be not generative, but it doesn't mean that it's always on the go, you know, that it's always, okay, I'm going to create leaves. I'm going to, you know, whatever, create flowers. It's like, yeah, nature knows when it's time for what. And that's, that for me is a big part of the generative energy of knowing, knowing when it's time for what. Um, and wow. that's something I also learned to trust. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just so big. I'm really glad. That, thanks for describing <laughs> it like that. Cause I never saw it that way. And, and it's yeah. almost like, um, yeah, it's almost like, I don't know. We try to do everything at one time yesterday and, <laughs> and that's not how nature functions at all. Yeah, exactly. It's like, have you ever seen a, a tree stress? Uh, no. Um, like animals, trees, they don't stress. Um, nature doesn't stress. Like there's no, there's no piece of nature that has a, you know, burnout syndrome. Um, but people do because <laughs> people have all these points of view about, okay, this needs to be done. I have a to-do list of 10 points and these need to be done today. And that's not generative. That's like trying to be efficient. And that's a big difference. You know, like efficiency comes from a point of view. Generative comes from no point of view. And it's like this space of, okay, what else is possible? What's required today? Like I learned to do this. Like I grew up in Austria, which is a country where you learn to be very efficient and very judgmental. So I I learned to like, and I had a lot of stress with having, like getting things done. So I changed this in my world by, okay, here's a to-do list of 20 things I have decided, I have decided I need to get done today. Well, that's just an interesting point of view, isn't it? So I learned to ask, okay, which of these 20 things actually require my attention right now? Okay, none of them, or maybe one of them. And I would do that one. And then I would go again. So which one of those require my attention now? And then by that, by that uh, way of doing it, everything was like a symphony. It was like a dance, like the one thing contributed to the next and to the next and created the breeding ground for the next possibility. And it was just this, you know, this thing that's not supposed to be possible, but definitely is possible. Wow, 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 wow. It's such a, such a level of peace in that, you know, yeah. when we allow it. But it's like that that piece is like really something I practice that I practice I practice this for a long time and I still yeah. practice it because the the stimuli from the outside are everything but that it's like stress come on do have you done this it's like I guess like most of us have learned to stress with everything and peace is not something that's been taught or been you know educated in our world um yeah different kind of peace like close your eyes and 
don't know what you know and just like pretend everything is fine that kind of peace is being promoted <laughs> but yes. like this tractor tractor version of peace yes. but not the relaxation piece and uh yeah that's something i really practice every day and uh and you know with whatever tool that i can remember like it could be who does this belong to or i say interesting point of view i have this point of view or i just do the whole detour and just go okay choice uh nope I'm going to, even if I want to stress right now, I am, I'm making myself do something else. Like, you know, I have those moments when I go into total stress, I know now that I'm inventing it. Like, for example, oh my God, I don't have time for all of these things. Okay. Then I, I know now, okay, this is an invention. It's not real. It's something. And most of us know somewhere in the back of our heads, when we're stressing, we know that it's not real. We know that we are pretending right now. And the more you practice the, you know, the ease and the relaxation thing, the more you will realize, oh my God, I'm so cute. I'm inventing stress again. Oh my God, I'm adorable. Um, and then, and then, you know, you can laugh about yourself or you can make yourself, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go outside now and just take three breaths or do some, or put on music and dance. And then I'm going to continue with whatever I've decided I need to do. No? Wow. That's so cool. I was listening I was listening to something also that ties into what you're saying um, of Gary Douglas's and he was saying like, um, like human reality is like designed to keep you in human reality. Mm-hmm. And like you were talking about um, like so much is designed to keep putting you back into stress and um. I don't even know if I have a question. It just really ties into what you're saying. And, mm. yeah. and it's just so cool, you know, because it can, it, it, you know, it does take a lot of tenacity and a lot of courage to really be able to relax when mm. everything is telling you to stress. And <laughs> it actually takes courage because it's kind of the opposite of what we think courage is. Courage is stepping up and, you know, being forceful and, you know, but, but the courage to, to relax and, and to receive, yep, you, you know, and, yeah. yeah. Like, and could you talk a little bit about what receiving is for you? Uh, receiving for me is being, um, and it's like knowing, I like guess it's, I don't, I have no idea how to describe receiving. It's just really the letting, letting, letting it in and knowing that nothing can destroy you. It's like people have oftentimes decided what they will receive and what they will not receive or who they will receive and who they will not receive, depending on, you know, their judgments. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, and then they go, yeah, I can receive when somebody, whatever is nice to me, not like most people don't even receive that because, you know, true kindness, oh my God, that's too much. I cannot receive somebody being kind, which is also based on a lot of points of view. And then, or my God, I could never, people say I could never receive when somebody screams at me or is angry at me. It's like people have so many points of view of what destroys them rather than can anything really destroy you? No, the only thing that can destroy you is your point of view, but that's something you would choose. And it's, it's like no energy, no, nothing that people put it in your direction can ever destroy you unless you have decided it's stronger than you. And so 
like receiving is blocked by a lot of points of view that people have rather than just you know what everything everything can be a contribution to you and i know if you if somebody out there hears, hears this for the first time you probably go oh my god i could i do not get this i do not understand but um what if you start you know just like playing with that of okay who or what have i decided i cannot and will not receive and then you know you can make a list of 10 things and then go okay so whatever decided happens and would occur if i would receive that person or that thing and then you could look at that is that really true like for example if you go okay if i would receive somebody who's angry at me um i would whatever i would crumble or i would you know whatever you've decided and then you can look at that oh would i really crumble would i really get destroyed wait a second really would i really get destroyed like how many times have said somebody you know, yelled at me or been angry and I haven't been destroyed. Okay. Wow. That's an interesting point of view. So it's like, um, yeah, the less points of view you have, the more you get to receive and the more you get to be. Wow. Oh my gosh. That might've been the greatest description of receiving I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's so awesome. Um, so Susanna, um, I, uh, you know, as we sort of finish up here, um, where can people find you and, and the things that you're doing and the classes that you have coming up? I know you also um, do pragmatic psychology. You've written four books. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, four books, um, all of which are incredible. Um, and you. so where, <laughs> and where can people find you? Uh, on SusannaMittermeyer.com or pragmaticpsychology.com. And um, yeah, the books are also on the pages, you know, Pragmatic Psychology and Advanced Pragmatic Psychology, which with also Julia worked on that yeah. book, um, oh. and <laughs> which is co-authored with Gary Douglas, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just love that book. That book actually came from a class that you and Gary Douglas facilitated in Chicago, mm -hmm. I mean, in 2015. Yeah. And uh, I, I took, you know, I, I, I took the transcripts of that class and put them together and, and worked on it. And then you worked on it and, and it was put together in such an amazing way, but mm -hmm. the material in there, it just changed the axis of my life. Like, oh, so happy. Oh, so good. That is so cool. I love what, like, this was, this is a really cool book. And then there's a fairy tale, the fairy tale family book, which is about dealing with family and then it's one children's book, which is called Who is Henry? And yeah, and a lot of pragmatic psychology classes, which are mostly about how, you know, how else can I work as a coach, as a facilitator, as a practitioner, pair as a parent, whoever, like however you work with people um, and using the tools of access on how to work, you know, how to facilitate people, how to coach people in a different way, in a way that works. <laughs> in a way that works, totally. <laughs> Totally. Oh, it's so awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for this amazing conversation and um, yeah, just for being here and everything you're creating. And it's just awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And thanks everybody listening and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining me on another episode of A Different Reality. It would be awesome if you could share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm always looking to spread the seeds of consciousness. And you can find me on my website at juliasotis.com. Until next time, what energy, space, consciousness, and choice can you be to create a reality totally beyond this reality with total ease?